You are Locked On Giants, your daily New York Giants podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, New York Giant fans. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Giants. I am Patricia Trena coming to you on Thursday, August 9th, along with my co-host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. And we are on game day, Ed, finally. Yes, we are, Patty. And, uh, you know, I just, a little while ago, just finished a, uh, a post I called Eight Reasons to Watch Tonight's Game. And, you know, I'm pumped up. I'm ready to go. It got me fired up. I mean, the intent was to, you know, to get the readers and the fans fired up, and it got me ready to go. <laughs> it's And it's going to be a long night for us as well. You know, it's funny, Ed. I got up early this morning. I, I usually don't do early mornings. I'm more of a night person. And I was up this morning at 6 o'clock, and I said, wow, I just thought of a couple more things I want to write. So I just knocked out an article for Forbes and I'm going to start another article for, for uh, the Maven. I mean, I'm, I'm pumped up. We finally have football, real football coming back. Yes, we do. And you know, it's funny. I know a lot of people, you know, downplay the preseason games. You know, they don't really get excited about the preseason games, but I, I, I look at tonight and I mean, there's a lot of reasons to watch. I mean, everything from, uh, you know, we get to see Davis Webb. We might get to see Saquon Barkley a little bit. Um, you know, we get to see, you know, our first glimpse of, of new offense and new defensive schemes, you know, against an, against a uh, a different opponent. And uh, just a lot of reasons to uh, to be interested tonight. Indeed. And we're going to break down, preview, uh, discuss some of those you know, what to watch, if you will. And uh, Ed, let's let's jump right into it. I guess let's let's break it down according to offense, defense, special teams. We'll start with the offense. What are some of the things you are looking forward to seeing tonight? Well, you know, Patty, there are two primary things for me. And, and you know, we know that this offense is going to be more multiple, more versatile than what we saw the last couple of years. But we also know that it's the first preseason game. You know, Pat Shermer's not going to empty the playbook. He's not going to show us everything. You know, that that would be silly. You know, but there are really, you know, a couple of things that jump out. And the first one is Davis Webb, of course. You know, everybody wanted to see him at the end of last year, and, and we didn't get to see him. Um, so the first one is, is Davis Webb, you know, just to, to judge his progress, you know, from the preseason games last year, you know, until now, I mean, we think we've seen a lot in the spring and the summer, it'll be interesting to see how it translates. And the other one, you know, for me is going to be, you know, the, uh, the offensive line, the first team offensive line, at least, you know, we'll probably see them for a series or two, maybe a quarter. I don't know. Pat Shermer's been, you know, tight-lipped about playing time. So, but it will be interesting, you know, to me to see how that group is coming together. So really, you know, off the off the bat, those are the two things that I'm really interested in. Yeah, I'm with you on the offensive line because, you know, some the more things change, the more they stay the same. And with the offensive line – this offense will only go as far as the offensive line will carry them. I, I know we've heard that before, but it, it is so true. And, um, you know, so you've, you've got different guys starting at every position across the offensive line. So 
It's a brand new look. They're working together to try and expedite the communication and the chemistry. And just, you know, a lot to look at for for this unit because, you know, you've got, especially on that right side where you've got Eric Flowers and, and, and Pat Omame, they, you know, long time left left side guys, you know, Omame at guard, Flowers at uh, tackle. So just, you know, it, it's going to be so key because, you can have all the shiny weapons in the world that you that you want. You could have the Barclays, the Beckhams, the Shepherds, etc., the Engrams. But if you can't give your quarterback time, and we saw this before, then what good is having that? So for me, the big thing is I want to see how that offensive line has come together. We've seen glimpses of it in practice. We've seen the defense kind of abuse the offensive line, you know, especially on the edges. And that's something I'm really going to be looking forward to, especially given the talent that Cleveland has that I think is going to test that unit in in the one or two series that they're going to play. Sure, Patty. You know, and then once we get past those one or two series, obviously, you know, we'll see a lot of we'll see a lot of of Webb. And we will also, you know, begin to see a lot of the second team, third team guys. And, and when we get down to that, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, the, some of the wide receiver battles. I mean, we've seen a lot from Amba Etatawo in the spring, in the spring and in training camp. We've seen a lot from Khalif Raymond lately. We've seen, you know, Hunter Sharp make some plays. Um, you know, we'll begin to see you know, in, in live game action, how that wide receiver competition plays out the same at tight end where, you know, I, I, I can't figure out exactly how many tight ends the giants are going to keep. Um, you know, and when it, when you get beyond Evan Ingram and, and Red Ellison, you know, there's a real question in my mind as to which guys they're going to keep. Yeah, that's a good point, Ed. I think that's one of the most underrated battles on the team. You know, we talk about receivers. We talk about cornerbacks. We talk about, you know, depth at uh, safety. But, I, you know, you raise a good point. You know, Pat Shermer has said in the past that he likes tight ends. He uses them heavily. In fact, if you look at the unofficial depth chart that was included in the team release this week, you see – two tight ends listed instead of having three receivers listed as has been the case in the past. And, you know, you're right, you know, Evan Ingram and Red Ellison are locks, but behind them, who else is there? You know, do, do they go back to Jarrell Adams, who was their six-round pick last year? Do they go, you know, with, with uh, you know, one of these new kids, uh, Simonson, um, oh gosh, Dickers, uh, Dick, Dickinson, Dickerson. I think is the kid. Yep, Dickinson. And- you know, just O'Malley's the other one. O'Malley's another one. So, you know, a lot of question marks at that position is definitely one of the most underrated ones on the team. And, you know, a position that that uh, I know I'm going to be watching very carefully, too, since it's such a big uh, it plays such a big role in, in the um, in the Giants offense. I mean, the other one, Patty, the other one is is running back. I mean, we we know about Saquon Barkley. We know about Wayne Gallman and Jonathan Stewart. You know, what you and I have both been trying to figure out is whether there's room on the roster for a fourth running back. And, you know, the Giants have two guys in camp who are interesting and who have both shown, you know, flashes of ability. You know, Jalen Simmons, who I think was on the Carolina practice squad last year, and Robert Martin, who played for Rutgers, um, is an undrafted, you know, rookie free agent. So, you know, we'll be looking to see if uh, if one of those guys can uh, can take a step forward as well. 
And then also you got to throw in Shane Smith, you know, after being listed as a tight end for the last uh, for last year, he's now listed back where he belongs with the running back group. And, you know, he's a pure fullback. And the question is, is will the Giants keep a pure fullback on the roster? Or will they ask, you know, one of the tight ends to do the role of the fullback? I, I still think that's the, you know, the way they're going to go, that they're going to ask, you know, maybe Ellison to be that that blocking fullback. But, uh, you know, we'll see how it kind of plays out. Yeah, interesting, Patty. Lots to see on the offensive side of the ball. So, uh, you know, we'll see how that plays out tonight. For sure. Ed, before we go to the defensive side, let's take a, a few seconds uh, we to hear from one of our sponsors, Nordic Track. So, uh, you know, I don't know about you, but uh, every time I hear about them, it makes me want to get to the gym and and. and, and you know, start moving. So let's hear what they have to say about their special offer. Do you ever wish the gym could come to you? Nordic Track has a series of training equipment to give you amazing workouts in the convenience of your own home, including treadmills, exercise bikes, incline, and strength trainers. Join high-energy streamed workouts in studios or exotic locations around the world anytime, day or night. Here is a special offer for Locked On Giants listeners. Get $75 off your Nordic Track purchase by visiting nordictrack.com slash locked on and using the offer code locked on. Again, visit nordictrack.com slash locked on and use offer code locked on to save $75 off your purchase. All right. Welcome back to Locked On Giants. I'm Patricia Trainer with Ed Valentine, and we are previewing the New York Giants preseason opener against the Cleveland Browns. And Ed, let's turn our attention to the defensive side of the ball and some of the things you are looking forward to seeing. Well, Patty, you know, again, as we talked about on offense, you know, the Giants have a brand new scheme, you know, having changed, you know, from the, the base 4-3 to a base 3-4 under James Betcher, which is really kind of a hybrid defense. We still see a lot of 4-3. Sometimes we see two down linemen. We'll see a lot of different things. And again, you know, James Betcher's not going to empty the playbook tonight. So for me, it's really going to be about, you know, some individuals. And for me, it's, you know, I start with Lorenzo Carter and B.J. Hill the two third round picks. And for me, you know, as I wrote this morning at big blue view, I think giants fans should be excited about these two young guys, about what they could bring to the defense, not only this year, but for years to come, you know, it's a first chance to see these two guys on the field, to see in live action, what kind of athletes they are. And for me, that's where I start. I mean, in, you know, there are position battles, of course, but I start with looking at those two young guys and and wanting to see what they bring to the table in a real game. Yeah, I agree with you, Ed. I mean, whenever you have new guys coming in, especially, you know, guys who could be, uh, you know, your future, always exciting to see um, what they bring. And these, these guys have really to me, looked look very impressive. They have not looked like rookies at all. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing how, you know, James Betcher deploys them. You know, we, we talked about on the shows before, we talked about, you know, where is the pass rush coming from? And we saw 
some interesting change up of the defensive front where, for example, James Betcher put Damon Harrison on the end and B.J. Hill in the middle. And uh, we also saw how the edge rushers just, they were just too much for the Giants offensive line to handle. So it's going to be interesting to see now that they're going up against new competition, whether they still are able to get that kind of pressure and disruption in the backfield. But um, Lorenzo Carter is definitely a guy that I think is, is kind of flying a little under the radar, even though he's a third round pick and a guy that they're really looking to, to, uh, you know, bring the goods. You know, I think he's flying under the radar a bit because everybody's kind of assuming that his, his snaps are going to be limited. And I, I just have a feeling we're going to see a lot more of him than, than what some people are projecting. You know, everybody seems to have Kareem Martin locked in as the starting other outside linebacker. And I'm not so sure that that's, that's a given right now. You know, and when it comes to Carter, Patty, whatever he earns, he'll get. And, uh, and the more he shows he's capable of, in terms of handling, you know, both against the run, you know, and in pressuring the passer, the more he earns, the more he'll play and the better the Giants defense will be for that. You know, when I when I look at uh, we move away from Carter and Hill a little bit, there's really three, you know, position battles on that defense that I find really interesting. The first one is the defensive line. You know, because there's there's just kind of a jumble, you know, behind uh, Damon Harrison, B.J. Hill and Dalvin Tomlinson for the backup spots. Then, of course, cornerback where we don't know who the backups are going to be and and the competition at safety. Um, I don't know, Patty, do you have you figured out who the backup defensive linemen are going to be yet? No, and it's interesting because I just put an article out on Forbes about under-the-radar guys to watch, and sure enough, I have a defensive lineman uh, specifically at the nose guard position because, you know, I, I think back to something Dave Gettleman said and how, you know, he's, he, he expressed an interest in seeing someone step up so that they, that they can potentially limit, not limit, but reduce the workload of Damon Harrison. Uh, you know, e- even if it's by like 25 percent and, you know, not have the drop off that, you know, they would normally have. So I just think that's going to be interesting. You know, in the spring, we saw A.J. Francis get a lot of first team reps with the, you know, when Harrison wasn't there. I think so far in the summer, I think it looks like uh, Robert Thomas has uh, has has kind of evened up or pulled even with Francis and you know maybe they even go with BJ Hill in that that spot who knows but um, that's certainly one of the questions that I have that I want to see play out Um, another one that I'm very interested to see play out is uh, is at free safety at free safety as you know uh, Darian Thompson who was the starter last year uh, he has been working pretty much with the twos behind Curtis Riley, who's a newcomer. And I just think that that position is wide open. Again, if you look at the, the unofficial depth chart, wide open. Uh, they just also signed another safety, I believe, Mike Basili, I think it is. I think that's how you pronounce the last name. They signed a guy yesterday. Uh, so we'll see how he fits into the equation, you know, now that he's coming in kind of late. But uh, that free safety spot, and who knows, we might even see a cornerback there. Maybe William Gay takes that position. But it's wide open, and, and uh, it's, a, it's an important position. It's a starting job. So I'm curious to see how that plays out. 
Me as well, Patty. You know, it's uh, I was going to mention William Gay. He seems to have taken, um, you know, more and more reps back there at safety. I'm not sure at this point if the Giants see him, you know, at, at 33 years of age, you know, maybe not the athlete that he was seven or eight years ago. Uh, I'm not sure if they see him more as a safety at this point or, or as a slot guy, uh, you know, but it has been interesting. And as you said, that one's wide open. It could be Darian Thompson. It could be Curtis Riley. It could be Michael Thomas. It could be Andrew Adams. You know, and, and in the end, when we talk about, uh, you know, we talk about corners too, it it could wind up being, you know, a situation where where we see three safeties at times with one of those guys in the slot because, you know, Michael Thomas has experience there. Uh, Curtis Riley has cornerback experience. So, I mean, the versatility there, um, you know, is is interesting. And, and over the next four games, we'll get a better idea of how that's going to play out. Yeah, and another guy, you know, to kind of keep an eye on, I, I don't know if he's necessarily going to land on the 53-man roster, but he's a promising young player. Maybe they put him on the practice squad is Sean Chandler, the uh, safety, the young safety uh, undrafted free agent out of Temple. You know, this is a guy who shows, you know, at least based on his college production, has a little ball hawking uh, ability in him. So he's certainly going to try and challenge for a position. But um, I'm thinking, you know, with the veteran depth in front of him, he might be more of a practice squad player. But still an opportunity for him to, you know, get out there, show what he's learned, how far he's come and and make a case for for a spot on the 53 man roster. Sure. You know, think about it. I mean, a couple of years ago, that's how Andrew Adams, uh, that was the path Andrew Adams took. Undrafted free agent, landed on the practice squad four or five games into the season, you know, injury struck and he was on the 53. He's been on the 53 ever since. But Patty, I, oh, I'm sorry, Patty. I think we should probably talk about cornerbacks some. Yeah, I was I was just gonna get there actually. Yeah, I was just gonna get there. You beat me to the punch on that. False start, Ed. Ah, <laughs> oh, sorry. Throw the flag. <laughs> hey, I got to keep you honest too, man. Uh, so yeah. So speaking of cornerbacks, you know, we know Janoris Jenkins and Eli Apple are are set. You know, but lately over the last like several practices they've kind of gone in a different direction at slot cornerback I think you know when camp opened we were all thinking that maybe William Gay was going to be the slot cornerback and now they've moved him to to the safety position it looks like so B.W. Webb has actually slid in there at that slot cornerback role with Dante Dion sideline with a hamstring injury and, and you know what B.W. Webb a guy who when he was signed a lot of people on my Twitter timeline said who you know, he's actually, you know, made a few plays. I think in a span of two practices um, this past week, he came up with three interceptions. And, and uh, it looks like he's now moved into that, that slot cornerback role for the time being. Now, you know, obviously what happens in the game is, is, is different. But, you know, that's a name that I think when, when we first started making out our roster predictions that maybe we didn't pay much attention to. I didn't either, Patty, but when you look at B.W. Webb, he's made some plays. Pat Shermer has been complimentary of his his knowledge of the position and his ball skills. You know, Shermer over and over and over talks about the ability to catch the football, not only on offense, you know, but on defense. And, and Webb has shown that ability. 
And he's a guy, when you look at his history, he's played more football than you realize. I think he's played, you know, 49 or 50 NFL games. He started, I think, eight games for New Orleans uh, in 2016. You know, and he, at this point, you're right, he's definitely separated himself. Uh, I thought the other day that the, the Leonard Johnson signing, you know, when the Giants had a roster spot was interesting because he's a guy who has five or six years of experience and played a lot in the slot for the Buffalo Bills last year. You know, I'm still concerned about the depth at corner. I'm still concerned about how that's all going to play out. But maybe, you know, maybe it's going to be a little bit better you know, th- than we all thought. I mean, I think we'll see a lot more of that in the preseason, and the Giants might continue to make some moves there. Uh, you know, but I, but I think you know we've got some signs. You know, with with Webb and and a couple of these guys that that maybe they will have some depth. Yeah, I I, I know that it was a big loss for them when they when Sam Beal, their third round draft pick from the supplemental draft, went down. But uh, you know, s- still, I I think you know keeping an eye on them. You know, Grant Haley's another guy at that position we probably want to keep an eye on. Um, I, I'm not too panicked yet about the depth situation there. Now, I may change my mind after seeing how everybody plays, but uh, I, I do think they have some options there. And, you know, the other thing we, we probably need to mention is that even though the Giants released Teddy Williams, who was making a push for a cornerback spot, um, you know, Teddy Williams had to obviously take care of some personal issues back home. Their door, the door has been left open for him to possibly return. So I would not be surprised if at some point we see him back. But really, you know, I think the thing we're overlooking, Ed, is that the starters, Eli Apple and Janoris Jenkins, both of whom for various reasons did not have good seasons last year, they need to get back to their 2016 form. Yes, they do. and. Yeah, really, it's been a good spring and a good summer for both of those guys on the field. You know, they've both they've both shown up, they've both worked hard, they've both had good attitudes. Uh, you know, much different than what we saw last year, especially in the case of Eli Apple. And they've both played well. I don't think uh, really, when you look at uh, at what we've seen from those two guys so far, I don't think you could ask for a whole lot more. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But, you know, practice is practice and the games are the games. So we will obviously be keeping an eye on that. Uh, Ed, I have one more thing I want to talk about with the defense. But before we do, why don't we get in a word from another one of our sponsors, Vivid Seats. The NFL is back this season. Don't sit around watching the New York Giants from home when you can be at MetLife Stadium in the crowd cheering in person. Thanks to Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is offering Locked On Giants listeners 10% off your first ticket order when you use our exclusive promo code Locked On. That's Locked On, one word. New customers only, and the offer is good through the end of August. Preseason and regular season tickets are available now. The Giants kick off their home schedule on August 9th against the Cleveland Browns. And you can be there for all the excitement. Go to VividSeats.com or download the app and enter promo code LOCKEDON for 10% off your first order. The offseason is over. The NFL is back. 
and Vivid Seats wants to help you get to the game. All right. VividSeats.com. If you are thinking about attending a Giants game tonight, highly recommend you check them out. You know, preseason is an opportunity for you to see the stars of tomorrow and as well as the stars of today. So, you know, don't be afraid to, to, to reach out. You can probably get a good deal through VividSeats.com. Ed, let's get back to uh, the defense. There's one more uh, area I want to mention before we move on to special teams, and that is the backup linebacker depth, specifically on the inside. They have uh, projected, obviously, B.J. Goodson and Alec Ogletree as their starters, but their inside depth, you know, kind of concerns me just a little bit because I'm not so sure I've seen any wow moments from those guys in practice. Have you? Well, Patty, the only one who who really has, has done anything that's really drawn my attention, to be honest, is probably Ray Ray Armstrong. And, uh, you know, even, even, you know, Ray Ray Armstrong has made his career mostly as a special teams player, as has Mark Herzlick, you know, who's uh, the other guy who would be penciled in as the, uh, as a backup inside linebacker at this point. So I'm with you. I'm concerned about that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be unhappy if, as the uh, as the preseason unfolds, as teams you know cut their rosters down, you know once the season starts, I wouldn't I wouldn't be adverse at all to seeing the the Giants reach out and, and try to upgrade you know the depth at that spot. Yeah, I, I think you know they're going to keep an eye on that. I mean, you know, Mark Hers. We mentioned Mark Herslick. You know, he can also play outside linebacker, and he's he's a member of the core special team, so I don't see him going anywhere. Ray Ray Armstrong is another guy. You know, I put him on my, my uh, under-the-radar type of guys to watch. He's a guy who can also play inside and outside, and it's interesting. He's a guy that a lot of people thought would be a salary cap cut back in the, uh, you know, earlier in the year because he had over a million. I think he had like a 1.2 million cap hit, but, you know, you, you, you need – core guys on special teams and he can certainly do that as well as like I said being able to play inside and outside Calvin Munson is a guy that I'm interested to see how he comes along playing you know in the 3-4 and the different scheme you know the different schemes that they ask of him last year they kind of threw him into the deep end of the pool and he you know he gave it a, a good shot you know there was nothing wrong with his effort but he struggled some in, in coverage and some of the other responsibilities that that were asked of him so um you know my concern i guess if i'm being totally honest is with bj goodson i love the kid i love how he plays the game but he's so hardwired to go at it full force you know a, a real thumper and those are the guys that tend to, you know, get dinged a little bit more often. And I, I sat with him the other day for, for an article I'm working on. And, you know, I said to him, I said, look, how do you balance that? You have to be smart, but at the same time, you, you have to be physical. You know, how do you balance that? And and uh, I'm not sure there's a right answer to that or a solution to that, but uh, something to keep an eye on with him because you think back to last year how he, you know, in the first game of the season, he was a tackling machine and you thought, wow, you really you finally found your middle linebacker and then all of a sudden he developed the leg injury that you know kept him out of several games and ultimately ended his season early so uh it's just something to keep an eye out for the you know at, at that linebacker position 
Yeah, and but it's oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say no. Get get your last point in, and no, I was I was just going to say that it uh, it points to something that that I've mentioned previously, and that's the fact that new coach, new GM. In one off season, you, you can't fix every problem that exists. You can't fill every hole. You know, you, you cross your fingers. You know that uh, that guys like B.J. Goodson stay healthy. That e- Eli Apple and Janoris Jenkins stay healthy. You know that Landon Collins stays healthy. You know, because you just can't you can't fix everything uh, in one in one off season. Yeah, I agree. And you know. There's a certain degree of of luck involved here, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Because you know, as we've said, the the anticipation is that these starters will not get a lot of playing time tonight. Um, maybe some guys will get a little more than others, and by that I mean you know maybe they get an extra series or two. But you know, the key thing is coming out of this game with no injuries. I don't have to tell everybody that last year against the Cleveland Browns, that's when the Giants season kind of started to go downhill when, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. took took that injury, got that knee injury. So hopefully there will be no injuries. Ed, let's quickly touch on special teams before we call it a show. I think without question, one of the, the uh, marquee battles is going to be the place kicker. Um, I think we also have to talk a little bit about the return specialists. Yeah, I think, you know, in terms of place kicker, I'll say this quickly. Aldrick Rosas is, to me, he's still the favorite for this job. I don't really see Marshall Cohn, who's the other kicker in camp. I mean, I I don't want to shortchange the guy. But if one of, when you look at Rosas and you look at Cohn, if one of those two guys is going to be the Giants place kicker, it's going to be Aldrich Rosas. When I look at Rosas, though, I think Rosas' competition is the rest of the kickers in camps around the league because I, I still think it's a possibility that the Giants, at the end of the preseason, will look at the waiver wire, will look at free agents, will see what veteran kickers are out there and see if there's someone they're more comfortable with than, than Aldrich Rosas. Agree, agree. And, I, you know... We've said this before with the uh, with the kicker. You know, it, it's one of the easiest positions to swap out on a team because it's not t- the player's not necessarily tied into knowing his scheme or whatnot. But you know, just going back to to Rosas, the the big thing with him is not the leg strength. It's all about what's upstairs in the head, and he cannot let kicks that you know he misses or or if the setup isn't you know to his liking he can't let that shake his confidence and and get into his head and I think that was part of the problem last year another part of the problem I saw is that you know they changed they shortened up his stride a little bit and I wonder if maybe he wasn't comfortable with that so certainly something to keep an eye on there and, um, you know, we will see how he he fares. But, you know, for those asking why is he still on the roster, you just don't give up on talent, and the kid has some talent to him. And let's talk a little bit about the returners, and then we'll call it a show. Um, you know, kickoff, obviously the change in, in the NFL rules could result in some more kickoffs being returned than, you know, in the past. Uh, and it looks like they're going to try Cody Latimer as their primary kickoff returner. I know we've also seen Saquon Barkley in that role. I'm not so sure I want to see Saquon Barkley in that role tonight. 
Well, you know, we've also seen Sterling Shepard do it a little bit in camp. We've seen Odell Beckham do it. We've seen, you know, Khalif Raymond. We've seen Hunter Sharp. You know, we've also seen a lot of those guys on punt return, too. Uh, you know, Beckham, Shepard, uh, Sharp, uh, Raymond. Uh, we've seen a lot of those guys. And, you know, so I think that competition is is wide open. I have, you know, at this point, you know, I have no idea how that's going to play out. You know, I'm not so sure that I want to see Sterling Shepard doing it on any sort of a regular basis. Uh, I'm not so sure that I want to see, you know, a guy like Barkley returning kickoffs on any sort of a regular basis, you know, or Odell for that matter. Agree. I mean, you got to remember these guys in, in camp, one of the reasons why they're fi- they're fielding punts and kickoffs is because, you know, they're standing around. They're not usually on special teams, and they're standing around, and they want something to do. So it's an opportunity for them to practice catching, you know, knuckleballs, as we call them, you know, because the balls can take, you know, weird spins and rotations um, when they come off the leg of the kicker or off the tee. So if they get involved in re- actually returning them, then I, then I think I might be a little squeamish um, I don't think they will get involved necessarily in returning them on every kickoff and every punt, but uh, you might see a situation where they need a little spark and maybe they, you know, they ask Odell to go out there. I mean, who knows? Um, Pat Shermer has played that close to the bat, the vest, but uh, personally, I don't want to see any of those guys out there. It's 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 just you know, even though they try to make make kickoffs and punts uh, safer, you know, there's still a, a degree of risk there. You know, Patty, I I understand that uh, Giants fans, you know, still have the Jason Seahorn nightmare. Uh, You know, and when it comes to uh, when it comes to to guys like Beckham and guys like Barkley, you know, being used on occasion in uh, in return capacities, you know, I don't want to see it on any sort of, you know, regular basis where they're returning every kickoff. But to be honest with you, I cannot blame a head coach. I could not blame Pat Shermer if you get into the fourth quarter of of a tight game and you put Odell Beckham back there to return a punt. The, the idea is to try to win. The idea is to put your best players in position to make plays for you. And and I can't blame a head coach you know, for, for putting his best player in a position where the ball's going to be in his hands. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, you know, but at the same time, you know, hopefully with the changes to the offense, the changes to the defense, they won't have to be in that position to get a spark. I think in the past, the reason why they went that route is because, you know, the offense was just barely on life support. The defense was wrecked by injuries, so they were looking for any kind of jump start to, to, to you know, get the – get the team going in the right direction, get the players excited. So hopefully there will be enough excitement with the guys that they have in order to kind of, you know, get that jump start and, and generate the juice flowing. Sure. Sure. You know, we'll, we'll see how it plays out, but uh, you know, when it comes to, you know, the, the generic question of who's going to be the, the kickoff returner and who's going to be the punt returner, you know, I look at it entering the preseason as a completely wide open, uh, wide open competition. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. And, and uh, it's an exciting time. We're going to start to see some answers. We're going to start to see some competition 
competitions where guys start to separate from the pack. And uh, I don't know about you, Ed, but I'm planning on doing an updated 53-man roster projection over the weekend based on how everything kind of shakes out tonight. And I am looking forward to getting back into the ice box. I mean, press box. <laughs> <laughs> I said, bring a jacket. I mean, it's always cold in the in the in the press box, folks. And I mean, you can really, I mean, you could refrigerate stuff. That's how cold it gets. But seriously, it's it's good to be back. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, Giant fans, make sure you keep it here at Locked On Giants. Ed and I will have updates after the game uh, in the coming days. We'll talk about what we saw. We'll give you our observations. And then it's back to practice next week. The Giants are, are uh, at East Rutherford for a couple of practices. They're going, unfortunately, the public part is closed now. But there will be a couple practices in East Rutherford that will be open to the media. And then they're off to Detroit to scrimmage against the Lions. So keep it here on Locked On Giants. Lots more football coming your way. Thanks as always for listening and we'll talk to you again soon.